Hey guys, another episode of Dangerous Ideas. This is episode number eight. We made it to eight. Uh, my name is Sean Calungo, and in this podcast, what we do is we break down comps, concepts and frameworks that will change your life, change your business, your career, but most importantly, your life. Uh, we we weave in uh, current uh, trending topics, but mostly we talk about concepts and frameworks that will change your life. And uh, and today, I'm really excited. Uh, we have three guests. We got three, three guests in people. studio, return guest, Mo. Want to say hello to Thank the camera? Thank you, Sean, for having me again on this podcast. Yes. Uh, first time ever. I'm really excited having Mazin in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Navin back Appreciate again. You, man. Let's get it. Okay, so... Um, Gentlemen, I'm really excited to have you here. And in this podcast, what we do, Mazin, if you don't know, I, t- I I break down a concept, and then I get us to riff on it. And in honor, in honor of Mazin coming here today. Wow, I feel so uh, special. In honor of Mazin <laughs> coming here today, I want to bring up a concept that I actually am stealing from your guys' show, that you and Kanto were having this debate. And, and the framework is this. The concept is this. It's the idea that you can make it anywhere, from wherever you are around the world, that you can make it here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. You could make mm-hmm. it in Wataskawin, wherever you are, because now we live on a global stage. I mean, if you look at some of the, the, the best athletes, the best creators, the best CEOs, uh, LeBron and Steph are both, both from Akron, right? Uh, 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 you know, Satya Nadella, uh, Sundar Pachai, they're, they're, off, they're from India, uh, you look at somebody like a Twitter celebrity, like Trung Fan. He's from Calgary. He now lives in Vancouver. Like, you can do it from anywhere. And the conversation that you were having with another person, his name is Kanto. He's like, a, he's like an amazing rapper. King K. King K. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, eh? <laughs> the, and, He'll appreciate that and, one. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, can, you, can, you can let me know a little bit about that discussion. But I often hear people saying, that you can't make it here in Edmonton. And in fact, early in my career, I had people telling me that you, you can't make it here in Edmonton. You got to move. You got to go to Toronto. You got to go to New York. And that was in my head for years, that I cannot make it here. I, I can only level up so much uh, being here in Edmonton. And, and I think it was part of the pandemic that totally broke that mold for me or broke that, in, that mindset. Oh, wow. That actually, I don't need to be in New York or Toronto. Oh, wow. I can be from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada and do what I want to do in life. But maybe that's not the truth when it comes to music. Maybe it's not true when it comes to basketball. Um, tell me your thoughts all around this dia- idea that you could make it anywhere and disagree with me. Please disagree with me. Okay. And Mazin, I'm going to start with you. Okay, uh, two things. What an interesting topic, Right. <laughs> isn't isn't the, isn't this such an? I'm not like I'm not playing this up for the camera. I really do believe this is such an interesting topic because it could go anywhere. There are multiple valid ways that you can come about this thing. Um, now, for the sake of this conversation, I feel like somebody needs to play devil's advocate. I think you should play devil's advocate. It seems like well, you're going that way. I want to see that. I, I want. You don't have to play. I, I actually want somebody, it to be organic. I don't want I, all of us I, to agree. I, I, I think you can play. I, I think you can make it anywhere. Yeah, but but so so, uh, so here's the thing. I do. I agree with you, but I can't like fully, fully, fully Why? agree with you. Well, because okay, let it. 
first of all, because as a general statement, it can't apply to every industry. So why? Can, why? Okay. Can we make it as a YouTuber anywhere? 100%. Yes. Can yes. you make it as a movie star in Edmonton? No. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> no, now, I don't want, don't, don't make me the villain. Okay. I don't want to no, be the that, villain. That's a valid point. Okay. Do okay. You, I don't but think you, you can make it a, as a, you can't you be cannot a movie star. Be, you cannot be a movie star. Yeah, but the film industry is not here. Exactly. So it's hard to make that argument. So you can't you know make it anywhere. If there was a film industry in Edmonton, yeah, you could make it here. Exactly. But it's not. Exactly. So, but, but like as singers and like in that world, that's a little different, right? Than movie making. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could yeah. be yeah. a singer and make okay, it here. Fine. Movie making is probably exactly. a yeah. niche. Yeah. Okay. Niche. What else? As actors, music. by the way. Oh, well, 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 people will be like, no, even in music, they're going to be like, no, you can't make it in Edmonton. So I actually disagree with them, but I can understand where they're talking about. So let's say you wanted to be one of those musicians where you are, you're not just like doing your own thing and you're creating your own path, but you're kind of like involving yourself in all of these different things. So let's say you're a musician and you, you want to hop on somebody else's podcast in person. Okay, you got to make those trips out to wherever those popular podcasts are. You want to be in popular music videos, you got to go do that wherever it is. Now, if you want to do uh, collabs and features, that could be done remotely. But, you know, um, still, there's, there's an element of being in the studio with somebody. So that could, it's like you might need to go where those things are happening. You want to attend the Grammys, you're going to have to go to where the oh, Grammys yeah. are. You want to, like, you want to, like, basically attend those parties. Like, you know, Jamie Foxx talks all about, by the way, I hope he's doing good. But uh, Jamie Foxx talks all about, like, these, like, popular parties that he used to have and all these networking events that... Personally, I feel like I couldn't care less about, but you kind of have to care about them as a musician. So uh, if you want to like be in people's faces, you're going to have to go to those places. So I could see it both ways as a musician that you can make it here in Edmonton and also possibly that you may need to move. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I think you can only make it using social media. Hundred percent. You can't make as a musician like if you're not leveraging social media, then yeah, you're not making it in Edmonton. Well, on well, that in note, Edmonton, what, yeah. I was about to what, disagree with you hard. What, in Edmonton? What industry, in Edmonton? In what, Edmonton? What, what that's creative, the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but that I mean, that's the, today. Like, what creative field can you? There is no creative field today that you can do without social media. It you're has right. Become the there needs to be some level of social media, but one of my. One of my favorite artists, his name is Frank Ocean, very well known for being elusive, extremely right. elusive on social media. But no, 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 no. He's very elusive. And he did not build his audience based off of, uh, you know, putting out the albums and putting out the hits and the whatever. He built it off of being elusive. But there has not been one artist in the last five years. Frank Ocean is beyond five years. There hasn't been an artist in the last, the last five, five years, years. Okay. that has become anything without social media. It's impossible. With, okay, impossible. well, without being, yeah, you're right. You could but have what? an industry, they're called industry plants, right? Uh, like somebody, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there hasn't been an industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, Kanto has a, has a song. Uh, well, he, uh, he, he has a song called Industry. By yeah. the way, it's, uh, I believe it's out now. You should go watch it. Uh, go yeah, yeah. What it talks about this concept. Okay, actually, yeah. actually yeah, what do you think, man? Well, I think we're all saying the same thing just in circles. It's like growing, like back in the day, I agree. I would agree with that statement. 
But now because of social media, you can do anything you want and be whoever you want because of social media. It's the only tool that we have that allows you to step outside no matter where you live. Think about all the TikTok people that right. went viral during COVID. Right. They don't live in LA and New York. They're living in random towns filming a video on a black wall. You don't know where they live. Yeah. Oh, and it doesn't matter off. where so, they live. Yeah. So, so, so let me ask the secondary question. Why hasn't somebody from Edmonton broken out? Because I am always confused what? as to why in Toronto they've been able to pump out some of the biggest, most influential people on the planet – Sean Sh- uh, Sean Mendez, Justin yeah. Bieber, yeah. Weekend, Drake. Uh, this is on the music side. Uh, oh, you're talking on the music. I'm sense. talking about yeah, like YouTubers, side. like uh, like Billy Singh or a lot you of know what I mean, like yeah, Peter Unbox McKinnon. Therapy. We, like McKinnon, yeah. we have a million Peter people McKinnon. in this city, right? And and I don't want this is like for those of you who don't know, like we live in this city called Edmonton, Alberta, w- 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 like we haven't had a breakout. Okay, well let's first. I know this is a different industry. But let's give praise to Alfonso Davies. He did break out. Uh, athletics? Right? Yeah. Athletics? Yeah, but, but even but just no, no, imagine I, the I, odds I, I, of that. No, I totally. An athlete from Edmonton? 100%. Davies yeah. is the GOAT. Bro, he's yeah. playing in Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. He's playing in Qatar. 100%. He's playing in Qatar. <laughs> That's crazy. The mic, man, the mic. <laughs> I know. It's so we, crazy. We do have one person who broke That's out. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's sad sitting here talking about how we have one person. It is sad. But if, okay, if you think about it. I choose to see it as it's good. If you think about it, though. Pre Drake, Toronto was like a ghost town. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were uh, mostly yeah, Canadian right. part now, <laughs> yeah, Maestro. Yeah, it was old like, 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 like in the, I mean, like, I, I'm Dion. saying that with like a very. Really? She, is she from Toronto or Ontario? Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Okay, Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Okay, okay, okay. Right? That makes That's sense. Nearby. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real and quick. by the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I am painting in very broadly, but yeah. what I mean in terms of a global impact, pre Drake. It was like, like people were like, I need to move out of Toronto to make it, bro. Like when I go to LA, when I go to like New York, hundred percent. All these, all these keyboard warriors. He's right. Yeah, he's right. So in a way, and then and look what it took. It took Drake to leave, leave, yeah, and come back and like actually make it. And uh, the problem with Edmonton is no one's gonna do that and create that creative hub for us. Like people are always gonna be like attracted to go to more cooler cities like Toronto, Vancouver, LA, or New York, Uh, but. I love what Mr. Beast is doing. He's like, yeah, I'm setting up in North Carolina. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so in a way, it shifts a lot of the young generation's uh, mindset to be yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's way cheaper. And, we have, and we're attracting talent here. And we're going to build this like amazing things. But yeah, from a music point of view, I feel no matter what, musicians in general, once like they have some sort of status, they... Um, they also want to go and experiment and they want to like live life in a way to like talk about new things they want to like sing about or rap about or whatever. And Edmonton is not really the spot, yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. that like you build that kind of lifestyle. Uh, but it'd be great <laughs> if you do bring it back and create that, that synergy, that creative hub. And all of a sudden people are like, whoa, we're building, we're building culture here from Edmonton, Alberta. And I think, so maybe so, this so is do you have to leave. Do you have to leave the city in order to As get the love back? And actually, sometimes I feel the same way. It's like I gotta leave. I I have to make a bigger impact in the states before I get the love back from Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Generally, uh, speaking, this is a yes. very hard pill to swallow, but I think I do agree with that. And, and and let me spin it in a different direction to under to help you understand. It's. It is kind of like validation, right? So when you get the Netflix deal, yep. now it's like, oh, you're on Netflix. It's, it's like a certification. It's like a validation 
then people will really start to pay attention. You know how many times that I've heard like people be, oh, you're still in Edmonton? Oh, you're still doing your Edmonton I, thing? I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so now it's just too. synonymous. And you're still in Edmonton is synonymous where, oh, you're still in the Little Leagues. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at what point Edmonton is not going to be the Little Leagues anymore. Well, what, you know what's funny and, about that? We're all yeah. building like we're all building on a global stage. Yeah. You, you yeah. know how many times? Ta- like, like you're the best keynote speaker on on Forbes. Forbes, bro. Yeah. Our our like documentary like is now like uh, you know like just Toronto hot dogs and also yeah. like but new, it's gonna be probably on a pretty cool streaming one. I can't drop that no, yet. Okay, okay. You're building the craziest yeah. thing in LA. Like and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, like Edmonton, like yeah. Who, who, well, so in a way, yeah. like geolocation, in my opinion, is very like skewed. Uh, you can build it. It's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. It's a big stereotype. It doesn't matter where you are. I think at the end of the day, as long as you are building it, I, I, I don't know. I kind of maybe lost my train of thought here. Well, I, it's I, also I, why I I'm excited that we're doing what we're doing because I think mm-hmm. we can shift the narrative, right? Yeah. We have the opportunity to change the narrative because like all of us are leading that space in some yeah. different yeah. industry or some form. Yeah. And just one more thing on this, like, again, just you being a creative, let's say content creator, videographer, if you're like, oh, I'm an L.A. videographer, right? All of a sudden it's like, oh, whatever. You know how many times there have been L.A. videographers and my brother Mo had to teach them how to use a camera? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Uh, like, yeah, just a flex. We yeah, we actually yeah. get that a lot. So, we like, wow, I went to LA film school, but you guys' stuff is so much better. And, and to us, we're like, oh yeah, I guess we are good because like you think we're from Edmonton, so we're not good. Yeah, so, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. But it's like no, we we do compete on a global stage, and we just need yeah. more opportunities to do those even bigger and you know like bolder. <laughs> Got it. Bold yeah. Bold yeah. Bold <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I love it. Hey. Wow. Bold ones available everywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know I appreciate that. And I think um, you know, just to just to cap it on this, I think the the, the punchline is is that we, we, we talked about yes, you can make it anywhere, but you know, you might have to leave. You do might have to leave yeah. to, to 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 come back, yeah. get the love and then build up the ecosystem. And I'm hoping yeah. that you know we become that beacon for other people around the city to to create, right? Yeah. And um, I do think it is kind of a case by case scenario. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Depends on the industry. Yeah. But generally speaking, yes, I agree with you. Great. Okay, let's move on to the second topic. Great. And the second topic is an interesting one because I've heard this entire life that you should find your passion. That you should find your passion. If you, you find out what you're passionate about and you double down on that, then Ultimately, you will find a market and you will be able to monetize, financialize, et cetera, yeah. um, out of that. But the majority of people that are telling you to find their passion, they already made their billions selling <laughs> toilets, <laughs> toilets and Yellowknife. You know what I right. mean? They, they, they've already done something where they've already made their money and then they go on somewhere and they do a commencement speech and they're saying to find your passion. And so is this a lie – that we've been telling kids throughout their lives to find their passion um, because the reality is is that you're probably not going to make money on it. I, I, like, I actually disagree with that. I think, mm. if you, I think if you can find out truly what you are passionate about and you, are, you can find something that is tangentially related to a particular market, that you could be successful in it and be the best in the world at it and actually make money in it. I, I think there is I think it is important to find your passion, but there's this like case that I'm hearing all the time now to not find your passion. So wh- where do you guys stand on this? 
I'm I'm a big believer in like following your passion. Some I think all of us here have done that or doing that. On the flip side, I'm kind of curious, like if there's an example of what someone had said about that, because I don't, I don't get that. Because in today's day and age, I, I don't care. I know like literally a kid right now that's 12 years old that does drop shipping that makes thousands. Like last month, they made fifty thousand dollars. But is he passionate about it? He's he's he, yeah, he he's, loves well. He, yeah, he, 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 be, he became metric. passionate. First of all, he liked yeah. the idea of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. He sees people on TikTok. Right. You see all these people posting. He's like, I want to have that opportunity to help my parents and myself. And then obviously as money starts coming in, you start to learn more. You become more passionate as you're, I feel like so you're a kid, so right? So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Just rapid fire. Okay. Uh, would you would you <laughs> fold clothes for $10 million or do something that you love for $250,000? $250,000. 250. I have to ask. To, to, I, got, I gotta ask, bro. I gotta ask. Who am I folding clothes for? No, no, no. Is it coming at the detriment of my health? No, it's not. Then yeah, I'd do it. 10, 10 mil. Yeah, folding because if, if I'm if I'm losing sleep over it, uh, if, 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 I. I think if I probably con- wouldn't. If it's it. contractual that I have to be folding clothes for five years, then definitely no, not. No, for the rest of your life, <laughs> you're folding clothes. Just folding clothes. And, you, and, and, and you, you're right. folding clothes. That's what that's, you do. That's, your, that's job. your job. That's your job. That's your job. Yeah, I probably... Uh, yeah, okay. As, okay. Long, as long as I have the choice fair to not... And I appreciate that because yeah. I know I've met people throughout my life, and I actually respect that a lot. The, their ability... To not be passionate about what they lo- what there's what's in front of them, just to do that job, make money off of it, and just like get out. Like I actually yeah. appreciate that. Like, I wish I had that muscle. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I am driven by passion at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you know, uh, I <laughs> like I say yeah, but it's like uh, I really I do gotta think about it. it uh, yeah, it's it's I mean, quite a stretch to be like, yo, ten million dollars. You gotta like, think about it. I was like, at the cost of let's say not you doing any of your passions. Yeah, like, I mean, like like music, like editing, like I I am open to the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm open to the idea. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious. This man. guy just threw a wrench He's at us. He's so funny. <laughs> like like the most creative the guy. <laughs> the most creative guy sitting yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. But yeah, I'm open to the idea, you know, because yeah, like remember that video that I uh Robert, good friend of ours, Bobby T, he sent us that video of, of Casey's brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. talking about um I it's, wish it's I the biggest could. bullshit like uh, about passion. That yeah, he was he was saying like, yeah. don't do this thing because it's cool. Doing something because it's cool is the biggest lie of blah 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 blah. And I and I wish I could fully fully understand where he's coming from. I do kind of understand it. Like, um, it's kind of like the idea of you know like there was definitely a huge phase where everybody wanted to be an entrepreneur. Maybe mm. it's less now. Perhaps it died down a little bit. Uh, you know, people want to be an entrepreneur because it's uh, what is it? It's like idolized it's like the being the new rock star yep. kind of thing okay. so uh i understand it from that perspective to like yeah let, let's not just you know f- try to follow the trend or whatever but um i i got into filmmaking and music making because i found it to be cool right right and it is cool and then it and then it that's what it was for me early on like I didn't start to treat it as a form of possible therapy until later on in my life. But yeah, and I and I think totally. And I think um, if I've actually just looked back at all of our careers, um, you know, you guys started 
whether it's music or yeah. film or basketball or you know you you guys started your businesses actually on a passion yeah. and now look what you are doing yeah you are literally making money. Yep. And yeah, we literally are. Like <laughs> yeah. oh, that's like, crazy. And, and globally recognized on yep. that scale, you know, because of that. So, you know, obviously I'm asking, I'm asking like three entrepreneurs, like, right. You, you follow <laughs> your passion at the end of the day. So it's probably a bad, hey, bad. Uh, no, but I, I played a little bit of a, you know, a little bit devil's yeah, advocate. No, no, that's good. So, that's good. Uh, on, yeah. a, on a final note, I do think, I do agree with you though. It is like a big, weird thing to say because when i was at vcon and you see all these speakers who you think like are like you know they figured it out like you still feel like i haven't made it you almost feel inferior when you're in the stand and not when you're listening to those people yeah and then yeah. you're kind of like what you're telling me is nothing new <laughs> like right like exactly. what you're telling me is nothing Most new like in, in a way like if anything i'm just not executing enough yeah and i'm just behind <laughs> that's it so okay so this is the next framework and i've been talking about this a lot that there are going to be two companies in the future two types of companies they're going to be companies that are fueled by generative ai and companies that don't <laughs> exist and the reality is is that this is the next paradigm shift this is the next sort of exponential tech and um my, my question to you guys is that listen i i believe this to be the truth i'm looking at the I, i'm looking at your guys' heads and saying okay yeah th this is probably the truth but what businesses do you think are completely untouchable when it comes to generative AI? Because I don't, I don't think there is. Because if you think I about a back office, back office, front office, yeah, no. like everything, I think is up. There's every business will have. Hold on. AI. So are, are you saying um, is there a business that you know just completely is just untouched, rolls. like just, just not even that, or, that sorry, can't have, that can't even get value from using generative AI. It's impossible. Yeah, I think it's impossible. I think it's impossible because there's look how many every day there's like a hundred new tools. That well, come just out. just number one, literally a hundred percent of people can benefit off of Chat GPT because it's like another human, and you're just having a conversation with another mm -hmm. human that could spit out ideas, and that could literally apply to everybody. So, yeah, hundred yeah. that 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 is true. <laughs> that is true. But um, which jobs do you think over the next twenty years? are at this point kind of untouchable right now in terms of AI replacing their jobs. Which jobs do you think is fundamentally like a barber? I literally, I yeah, just, just going to say yeah, a barber. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alex, I was talking to Alex about this the other day. <laughs> I was literally telling him, I was like, yo, you think you're going to have robots in here one day? Because you'd be the first guy to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Because he just like thinks differently. I, I actually told Alec that the two people that are not going to get disrupted by AI yet are um, barbers and personal trainers. Like yeah, you can get a personal trainer mm. virtually, but you 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 really need somebody like a lot of people need that person. Or, yeah, like there. Yeah. or or sorry, not it was a personal train. Uh, uh, owning a gym, owning everybody will still want to go to the gym. AI, no, you can't replace that. You, you can have gym. You can have weight. You can have yeah. weight in your house. Like doctors, I can, I can, no, I, I, doctors I, won't be disrupted. I see it more for hospital, personal trainers. Like some doctors will be doctors disrupted. will be disrupted. I think uh, fam I think general know. family health or whatever it's called. Right. Oh, like family doctors uh, like, don't yeah, be disruptive like for sure. Yeah, but like, yeah, like yeah, would, yeah. You be, would you be comfortable like talking to your doctor like an AI doctor or a real doctor? I, I, <laughs> if, if I, I do, yeah. if an AI can scan me and then I can yeah. send back oh, the yeah. data back I mean, to the then AI. Then why can't a barber? Why can't you do that with barbers? You can't. I, stop, I did well, see some videos. Fame, you I did. What the fuck? Yeah, no, you can. Come on. No, no, I did see a video. I did see a video of of somebody getting a fade from a robot. Really? <laughs> but I, I saw a guy that's the future. Making, yeah, I saw a guy who was like, Can I do it? Can I make a robot that can cut my hair? And then he tried to do it and he's like, uh, the the point was it's not there yet. 
but like maybe it was just him. At this point, I'm saying in the next 20 years. Yeah. Like, at least the barber, I think, is safe. I was going to say maybe. And the gym owner is safe. I, th- I think there's a lot more than we Hold think. On. I yeah, think things, course, things like car mechanics and those like yeah, smaller, like, yeah, 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 small a lot stuff. But what about hospitality? Hospitality is an amazing industry. Owning a owning a hotel is going to be amazing. Like event space. Event space mm. is going to be amazing. Running it yeah. is going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. 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 Like there's a lot more than we so I was going to say with it. a personal trainer like I think that is untouched because at the end of the day like I learned how to squat by trial and error I guess but there are a lot of people that would be like no, like I'd rather you. It's it's not tell about the teaching; to... it's about the accountability. It's actually having a human there. A lot of people like, need that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Right, I guess that's well, probably yeah. more important. Yeah. See, like for me, I'm thinking like you know, I, like how do I do this thing correctly? How do I whatever? But yeah, but you probably really, right. you're a like so, self starter. You can go to the gym. But whenever, wouldn't right? you say like, oh, I could just get an app to remind me? Yeah, but no, but that's not the, that's not the same. Yeah, that's not being there with that person for that hour. You're so locked in, what, right? What? So, what percentage of your work today do you think is going to be replaced by AI? Because McKinsey just came out with a study yesterday that said sixty to seventy yeah. percent of your job will be replaced by generative AI. I was going to say at least half. So that that sounds right, sixty half, to seventy. Okay. Especially for what we do, everything's digital. I'm pretty sure my, the next thing I'm looking at is can I get an AI clothing designer? Seriously, because mm-hmm. clothing designers are the most expensive thing for us right now. Interesting. Well, I'm just thinking in terms of like editing, in terms of cinematography. I have a train of thought with that. Like, Go ahead. AI is not going to grab a camera and film. Right. Not yet. Zero percent. But editing's coming though. But but on the flip side, I see what you mean. Like, can I can I prompt like a scene, whatever? But I can't. I have to prompt. Let's say I'm filming you. Yeah. I need a model of you, and then I need to like prompt it into do that. But then all of a sudden, I'm I'm disrupted. Like, you can just do it yourself. Like, why why do I need to do that? But let's just say that I think that's far from now. Yeah, I, 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 th- think, I think it's, it's weird. Too. I think there's a lot of things and, that and, will be completely And there's a whole thing between like understanding like is this uh, Sean AI or is this real Sean on camera? Yeah. So there's like a whole <laughs> dynamic to that as AI, well. AI Sean, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I feel I feel AI is gonna be in every industry that exists in the world. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so I don't have an answer for you on percentage, but I will say uh, for editing specifically. If you're doing something in the in the vein of podcast editing, then it's already there. Uh, you already don't need like a very skilled editor. Uh, <clears throat> you can either get it like literally to be a hundred percent that the AI is completely doing it and you're just not even touching it, or it's like the AI is doing ninety five percent of it and then you just get somebody to just review it, kind of thing. Right. So that's already there. But if you're talking about editing movies, we're not there yet, and I don't know. If it will ever be. Yeah. Maybe that's a hot take. No, I think it'll get to the point where it cuts the workload. Like you said, it'll cut the workload and reduce costs maybe in half or something. Yeah. But see, I'm thinking like to, you know, not to use this terminology, but I'm going to use it anyway. You know, I'm thinking about like film editing. Right. And I'm like, maybe I'm thinking about it in a very web two way and not a very web three way. So I'm thinking like an editor needs to be able to communicate with the director and get his vision and all this kind of stuff. And you need to be able to understand what was happening on the set day and whatever. And I'm like, but maybe those maybe those ideas are not even going to be there when that time comes. Maybe that's just the old way of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I'm using I, I the totally wrong get what framework. Saying, I, I totally get Someone's what you're saying. Someone's going to write a code for this. Trust but, but, me. But, but the way that it is now, it's not there. And I would argue that it would never be there. At least for the hardcore cinephiles. Uh, and even like the hardcore audio whatever. Like... Because part of a huge part of art is not just the art itself; it's understanding the story behind the art. 
the AI is not going to be able to come 100%. up with a story, a meaningful story. It, it, you know, arguably, it will never be able to come up with that. I'll see you in 20 years. This is something that we argued in another episode yeah. where we, we, we said, um, would AI, and we can bring it up again, which is will AI Drake or AI Kanye, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like would you go to an AI Drake concert? Yeah, just to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you would see it once. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, but then, if he's alive, just to see just it just once. But if he's dead, then oh yes, yeah, that's different. That's the thing. I've always said this, and and we 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 mentioned this one time. Uh, we were walking on our way to the AGA. I said that if there was a Pop Smoke show, a uh, concert, I would go watch that Pop Smoke concert. Right. Because I never got to watch him. Right. I, I get young. some sort of an idea of what he's like. Mostly because he died early. Correct. That's why. Well, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we never got to see his full potential. And I'm and oh, oh, I'm a fan, right? So I'm not saying like everybody's gonna go whatever. Like I'm a fan, and maybe this is but, a niche, uh, right? But I'm a fan that never got to see him. Live. Right. So and and then what about the music? The AI Drake music. Will you be listening to? Yeah, AI Drake? Yeah, I mean, you are. Yeah, yeah I am. 100%, already. Yeah. And we are. We already like like the. It's already been unlocked. I think. There's a lot of potential yeah. for artists to be making forever money off this technology that to just have they've, they've already built their brand so huge to for them to live forever. It's just a more of a personal choice at this point to mm -hmm. be like, do I want to live forever by having like my likeness and my identity? Yeah. Well, post death, well, <laughs> to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah posthumous or whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, Anderson Pack already made that decision. He literally tattooed it on his arm or whatever. He's like, Yeah, don't release any unreleased stuff posthumously. Yeah, he did not want that. So, I bet you he'd probably be not a fan of like AI. Yeah, he, um, he, might, he might change his Anderson mind. Pack. Yeah, he, he might change his mind. You're right. Yeah. When, uh, but he, even I changed my mind. I thought, I think I told you this once. I think I said, I don't think I would care about AI songs ai artists and then once i heard um winter is cold i came in with selena hey bumping justin <laughs> v i left or whatever or when it's cold whatever once i heard that i was like yo this is hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is hard yeah you know uh but also i'm also a but, kind of and, and we all know that the the artist like there was an artist that yeah. was singing Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank not, you. Yeah. It wasn't. People don't understand. It wasn't. It's not like AI. It's not like Drake. They put in a Drake text prompt. Thank yeah, but you. no one Somebody knows that. Somebody sung that song. Exactly. Nobody knows that. There, there's been a big misconception. But, 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 but by that, that, that's how actual songs are written, right? Like, yeah. like you will get a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that what like Trey songs used to do or whatever? A lot like, of those guys. Every lot everybody those guys. they do it for Beyonce. Bro, Frank let Ocean. Me sing, let me sing this song. Frank wrote for Justin Bieber. Work, 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 so work, 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 Yes, so um, there is a power. There's an influence to a voice. Exactly, it's the story of the yes. voice. There yes. is a voice, and, and 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 it is a fake voice, sure. 
But just like how optical illusions exist, I guess this is an oral illusion, right? So it's still tricking me to believe that this is what this is Drake saying. So isn't that an incredible psychological innovation that somebody that literally made the same track? Yeah. And it's probably really good that yeah. you're gonna you're gonna listen because Drake's voice has been hardwired in your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you're gonna like that a little bit more. It it actually yes. should it make sense. This is a, yes, and this is why labels are gonna be copywriting voices. You know, you can't use yeah. this voice. It's already, right. probably already exists. But 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 that song. But see, like if you heard that song today, yeah. And let's say Drake actually sung that song, and Drake yeah. was not Drake. You'd be like. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I guess if, if you heard that song, look, yeah. if you heard he that song yeah. and you didn't know who Drake was, right? He wasn't and popular. you heard and he wasn't popular, and yeah. you heard that song, yeah. it'd be like, average. Oh, it would be average song. It would be an average song. It's, 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 oh, yeah, it's, it's right. because of like you the know history. His, exactly. It's you because know his he actually like Drake is number one like artist in the world probably. Like like they're. You literally. It's took, actually ice. Well, actually, it's funny when when this whole technology. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? Wow. Who is it? I was just saying it's actually ice spike. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When this technology came out, the first artist, the first artist that people were using his voice was Kanye. The second artist. Yes, that's was right. Drake. Let it be right. known. Okay, okay, literally okay, the first okay. few I, artists. I think no. that's the first thing that came up on your. Screen. No. Okay. No. 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 Let it be known. The first popped off, like, because they, they used Drake, uh, Kanye's voice to, like, sing over, like, Justin Bieber song and Frank song and other songs. And all of a sudden, they used Drake. Because, I mean, bro, we all know this. Drake and Kanye, two most popular things. But I want to use an example that Mazin just, he was singing earlier. Work, 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 which is, like, Rihanna and Drake. Party Next Door wrote that song. It's actually, that song, you can find it online. Yep. But then it was given to Drake and Rihanna. I'm not sure who, who took the one. Uh, I'm not sure on whose album yeah, it was yeah. on. I think it's Rihanna. But that's the, the same technically. The same technically yeah. from an AI point of like. So if you did it on an AI, like like Party Next Door was yeah, already an established right. artist. Like yeah. it's not like he was like a whatever artist. But clearly it was like oh, if we give it to Drake and Rihanna, it's gonna perform way bigger and way better. Yeah. You know than like uh, if then if Party did it. Yeah. I've heard that before. Right? Where and then now, it's the same thing. We're, so, we're, we're here. We're, we're seeing it like real life in all these artists. I think artists should actually use it as a platform to <laughs> build like their catalog in a way. Or like, sorry, their, uh, their subscribers or followers to be like, like you know, yeah. I'm a singer, songwriter. And, 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 be, and disclose that they're, you know, like just using his voice of what it would sound right. like. And then maybe build an audience from there. To summarize on that point, <laughs> I think um, we consume stories. We eat stories. We listen to stories. When we're listening to AI Drake, we're actually – we know Drake and because of the story of Drake. When we go to a Michelin star restaurant, if you could serve that same Michelin star restaurant to, to, to like a, a, a corner restaurant right here – You'd be like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. But when you have it at the Michelin star restaurant, you're like, damn, this is the best thing I've ever ate in my yeah. life. We love story. Oh yeah. And yeah. and at the end of the day, is that, that why people go to Salt Bay's restaurant? That's why people go to Salt that's Bay. That's for the experience and the clout, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So we we just it goes goes back to the idea of uh, of story and how powerful it is, and that actually brings me to the next topic. Let's go. Um, which you guys know of because we, we've been doing these keynotes and I've been talking about it. But it's the idea of mimetic desire. Yeah. It's the idea that 
human beings, we don't come up with our own desires. We um, imitate the desires of other people. That it's the idea that we don't actually come up with our true desires. We're just we're just like looking at something. We're, we're we're looking at a particular model of something, and we're like, I want that because you see it somewhere. An example of this is like I just finished. I I said this on the last pod, but like I just finished Arnold uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's documentary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just started totally that. Recommend everybody watching it because oh, Arnold yeah. is is unbelievable. But it's funny because he saw this guy whose name was Reg Park. I think his, his name is Reg Park. He was Hercules in a particular movie, mm-hmm. and he was basically a bodybuilder that got into this Hercules movie. And Arnold was sitting there, and he was like. Oh my God, like this guy, he (laughs) had all these girls running up to him. He looked shredded. And that became his model of him actually getting into bodybuilding. That game became the model of him actually getting into acting Mm. is because he saw this guy somewhere and he he was like in awe of it. And, um, you know, that dictated his journey throughout his life. And so that was a desire that he copied and pasted and then he he built on himself so i'm i i love to know consciously or subconsciously what are some models that have really sort of influenced you you're like oh that is really cool and that's why i'm on this track right now or maybe you can't like pinpoint it because i think that's the part of mimetic desire is that sometimes you can't pinpoint Mm -hmm. why you are in the spot today or why you like what you like today you can't put it to something is there something that that you guys can think of? Oh man, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Is actually you always Yo, bring up really interesting. Yeah, like, this is this is beautiful. A concept of framework that will change your life, man. Yeah. I would. Uh, I can start it off briefly, and maybe I'll piggyback off of these guys. I think for me, from um, from as an artist, filmmaker, I have many inspiration that I draw draw to. Like I've probably seen so many stories that you just feel like. They feel larger than life. Like you feel like, wow, like who created this? You know, like you start diving deeper into their brain of why they're doing this. And then you start like, in a way, like I want to be that. Like I want yeah. I want to create that. And even on the YouTube level, like when Casey Neistat came out, I was like, dude, I was like, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. But all I was doing was consuming. I wasn't creating. I was just like... Like, it felt so attainable. Like, you can just, like, I can easily do that. Like, sometimes filmmaking seems a bit, like, out of reach because you're like, wow, like, how do you even enter there? How do you, oh, I need the gear. Oh, I need the story. I need, like, whatever. And then, but, like, YouTube kind of feels like that. Uh, yeah, but, like, there, there's, like, many, many different uh, people, um, artists from, like, Casey to, like, even Christopher Nolan to like even Hans Zimmer. I'm not a musician, but like I envy the guy of how like how he thinks and the way he comes up with, you know, music. And when you like dive deeper into his things, so like I'm not trying to be him. I'm more trying to be more of the filmmakers. Anyways, I'm going to end that and pass it along. Bro, literally Hans Zimmer, I think his studio is like a floating room. The room is they built it so that it's floating. <laughs> it's yeah. so wild. That's crazy. Um, yeah, okay. So Nomadic desire. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer this as succinctly as I can. Um Okay. Um so the the other day, maybe it was yesterday, I think, my brother was telling me about this show called Drops of God. Drops oh, yeah, of God. Yeah, Drops of God, yeah. Drops yeah. of God. Okay. So was, he's like, Have you ever seen this show? I'm like, No, never heard of this show. He's like, You should watch the trailer. Like, okay, sure. 
my interest level at this point is at about when I saw the title. No, no, no. When I saw the title, it was at like 50%. I saw the trailer. Um, As I'm watching it, it's about like this, these people about wine or whatever. My interest dropped to like a 10. I'm like, it's a show about wine. Like, I don't know. What, what is this? Then he told me, yo, it's actually based off of a manga. And my interest <laughs> level rose to like a 90. I'm like, a manga? I'm like, okay. I'm looking up the manga. Never heard of it. And then I thought to myself, number one, why did I care so much? And number two, if this show was an anime, would I watch that? Instead of the quote-unquote live action. And then I think I realized, yeah, I probably would. And I was like, well, Why? And then now this kind of ties back to what we we're talking about. I guess subconsciously, I will probably always be influenced or use anime as an inspiration uh, because uh, it's been there early on in my life. I've, I've been into anime before it was more popularized and more accepted i've always loved that it's just a different it's not in the mainstream it's a different medium and sure you can call me like oh you're one of those guys you know i was i was there before it was cool and it's like yeah i'm sure there were people older than me you know back when it was i you know i wasn't into berserk or whatever but like you know people were into anyway so yeah yeah, you're going on tangent sure i know i am but um (laughs) anime is one of those things that because it's off the beaten path, yeah. I probably will always use it as like a, a thing that I identify with. Mm. So because it's so heavily a part of my identity, it's just always going to pique my interest. If I see something that's inspired by anime, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more interested. But how does that like relate to mimetic desire? Like in terms of like, do you use that as a goal to create for your own? Yeah, so mimetic desire, the idea that um, you're either A for lack of a better word, a sheep, or, or B. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, it. Yeah. Or B, but you were saying something else earlier. You, you were saying, uh, there's an example you were giving about how somebody uh, was using something about an inspiration or whatever. No, Arnold, right, yeah. So Arnold, right? So he's, that's how he got into basically like movies and stuff because of bodybuilding, right? So anime, it's like no, a no, medium. He just, he just. He, he saw no. somebody that was a bodybuilder that yeah. became and then, a became Hercules in a movie and right. he was like, right, right, right. I, I want that. Right, right, sorry, yeah. I, yeah. I want that life. Yeah. Right, so I, in a similar fashion, I think I can draw a parallel how I see very well-made and well-done anime and I either not necessarily want to do that but want to take aspects of it and right. use it in my work just like right. Michael B. Jordan did in Creed which those are my favorite parts of the movie. It's right. kind of a slow movie but like, the the fighting parts very slow movie. Well, yeah, but the fighting parts were hard, and I, and I don't care if you disagree no, with no, that. No, they I, are hard. Yeah, they were very really well. But done. Yeah, that's that's a good way to. I don't know if you watch Creed, but they use the anime. Creed three, by the way. Yeah, Creed three. They use anime to to do that. So in a way, yeah, it relates back to what. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't use it. He just was inspired. Inspired by it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? I think a lot of stuff for me subconscious, probably. Yep. I feel like I've. Like you saw an entrepreneurs or you basketball. Yeah, I think on the flip side, I've definitely create my own desires. I think like my mental is strong enough to do that. It's like I know no, what I No, that's w- actually against mimetic desire. Mimetic <laughs> so, desire is the idea no, no, that, I, you and cannot, I get that you cannot create your own desires. And I, and I get that. So I'm saying that I've created my own desires. I'm not I'm fully agreeing with this one. So like I feel like... Oh, wow. That's why, that's why I said I think it's subconscious, right? Oh, okay. okay that, that's okay, what okay. I'm trying to take it. So it's like I feel like I've definitely created my own desires, but as things have 
gone on. I've read Shoe Dog, Field Night. Yeah. I go to LA and I step outside of Edmonton. Like everything changed for me. Right. I meet some of my friends who are now doing crazy millions of dollars of deals in brands and clothing and all this kind of stuff. Like now it's, I'm. It's subconscious. It's subconscious. But I feel like when I first started, I, I don't think I. First of all, I've never heard of mimetic desire. So when I was younger, I feel yeah. like I yeah. created my desires. I know what yeah. I wanted to attain. But over time, subconsciously, all this stuff is impacting my life. My brother. All this stuff is impacting my life. I'm seeing how these guys live. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's changing me. The, the 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 one of the examples that I use is the idea that like this is just innate in human beings. It's like, you know, like even in kids or babies, like you can stick out your tongue and the baby will sort of mimic you in, in some sort of way. Like we're yeah. always sort of yeah. miming each other, and it's just like yeah. it's totally just innate. Um, I have something to just launch off of that. I think. Uh, a very commendable and i don't find that hard to believe at all because here's the thing like if we think about this as if you're a human in a vacuum you will never know what you like because you're in a vacuum right um and then there's an idea where it's like oh there's no such thing as originality anymore you know all this stuff is whatever well i think originality is just an amalgamation of the things you like so, so keep talking okay i think i think originality is just an amalgamation of the things you like so when you say that you like whatever like you you know what you like or you create your own mimetic desire that's really just he has found a good combination of all the things that he likes and has f combined it to form his identity and that i i but I, you you but yeah but the i guess the idea of mimetic desire is that you only like it because somebody else likes it mm. You know what I mean? You only like it because it's all it's already come up that somebody else in your life that you valued or whatever likes that thing. That's why you like it. So yeah, it's anyway. interesting yeah. to me. I don't I don't fully believe in that. Okay, uh, but I I, I don't really know how to expand on it further because that's my first time hearing it. To well, be honest, well, hold on. I do believe in that. I think that's totally true. I think there's, how many people just like Drake because he's Drake? Like how many people like artists because they're just yeah. But I think we, it's we like Drake because subconsciously. Um, we he you know he maybe reminds us of somebody or because yeah. he's on the spot like it's just there's a million different things as to why right like but there's Drake. a lot of people that bandwagon onto artists yeah it just happens all the time so I do think it exists I don't think it applies to everybody so interesting for for me I will say for me in music that notion does not apply to me it's actually the opposite <laughs> if somebody's popular I'm like okay now now I, like you really got to try extra hard for me to like hop on your whatever so like for example adele is one of the biggest artists right when i heard easy on me i fell in love with it for whatever reason maybe it was the lyrics the melody or whatever i fell in love with it and i i'm like yeah it's like my favorite song that adele has ever done and it probably might be the ever song the best song she ever will do um and yeah i don't care that she's a huge artist it's just the song is that good yeah yeah well, so so for me, I think I, you, you you sometimes don't even. By the way, mimetic desire can be a hindrance too, in the sense that um, it can it can get you caught up in things that you shouldn't be doing. So, for example, one of the things that I got caught up when early on is that part of the reason why I went to university, I got into business, I got into accounting, is I saw a lot of people that were like, you know, they got a job right away, they were successful, they were part of a crew, they're part of this like thing, yeah. and like I feel like I wanted that for, 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 I don't know, for no reason whatsoever. But it's like I saw other people do that, and I'm like, I kind of want to do that too. But then later on, you're like, why am I doing this? I, I don't – so that could be – it could be a negative thing as well. Yes. Well, isn't it also – correct me if I'm wrong. The idea – you know the idea, the, the thing you say, what will people say? Yeah. Right? 
So talking about all these people, like what will other people say? So it's kind of like following off the trend. Obviously, you know, we have immigrant parents. So um, the idea of getting into school because this is what my parents wanted me to do. And then you yep. start embracing and that. And that's part of it, right? Doesn't that tie in, directly tie in? Yeah. I think it's completely related. I, and so so it, it can prevent you from doing things and it could also change your life. I remember um, as a kid watching Chris Rock. And I'm only subconsciously th- like I, I can maybe connect the dots right now. Yeah, yeah. But I I would I used to watch a lot of stand up comedy when I was a kid. Uh, just put it on channel 41, and then one you day, remember the channel. Yeah, and then one day, <laughs> and then one day I saw Chris Rock special, and it was a spiritual experience. I've never seen somebody move a room like that. I've never seen somebody f- just like fuck with people's minds like that. And I'm like, and me and. And I look at what I'm doing today, I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do. Wait a minute, maybe that's what I'm yeah. trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to fuck with people's minds and yeah. move a room like he did. I don't know. Maybe that was the connection, but it, it certainly was a big impact watching that as a kid. So mimetic desire. Anyways. It's um, huge. Yeah, it's huge. I got a whole bunch of other topics, but um I'm gonna save this for the next spot. I, I just wanna <laughs> thank you guys. Uh I just wanna thank you guys for coming on on dangerous ideas before i get in before i sign off by the way mazin i want to ask you uh, what do you think of the concept dangerous ideas concepts and frameworks that will change your life <laughs> just the, the idea the, the concept of the of the pod we need it Whoa, uh, there you go signed off right there that. let's go we need it absolutely I there like it. I like it. We need it. We need it. So I'm trying to be succinct. If you haven't, if you haven't subscribed yet to the pod, I encourage you to do so. Follow, rate, review, whatever you got to do. Uh, Dangerous ideas. This was episode eight. We are coming in hot. Episode nine, ten coming soon. Thank you so much.